Hello, 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 everyone. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We are back. It is Tuesday night. We are back. God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in. Hello, everyone. God bless you. We thank God for you, 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 and you. And it's Tuesday night, our Tuesday Biblical Tools, which is our Bible study night. And so we're excited to be with you all on tonight. I am, um, hopefully you all are doing well with this election day, election 2020. How are you all doing with that? Hello, mom. Hello. Hello. Hey, Kendria, God bless you. Hello, everyone. Those that are on Periscope, those that are on YouTube. Amen. We thank God for you, 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 and you. It's election day 2020 my god right we have been waiting we have been anticipating we have been amen pondering and we have been you know and some of us have been driving ourselves crazy to find out um who will sit in the highest seat of the land which is the office of the presidency and so um we are um anxiously awaiting um, to hear the final results. Um, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I know everybody's, you know, looking and expecting a, a significant change and so forth and so on. I don't want to even go into like all of that right now. But um, I hope you all are faring well on this election day. A lot of things have been going on in the states of United States of America. Um a lot of things have been really happening. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things. And so, you know, um, Trump supporters have been really out um, pushing the Trump campaign. That's what I'm going to say. They're pushing the Trump campaign, you know, as well as the Biden people have been out pushing the Biden campaign. And all of those that are running for office. Hey, Tiara, how are you, sweetie? How are you? Um, congratulations is in order. I know that. Um, but I hope all is well with you. Um, how are you? So, um, yeah, it's just been a lot going on um, in our land and in our nation. So um, I want you all to continue to be prayerful. I want you all to continue to um, trust God and believe God. Because no matter who sits in the seat, God is still on the throne. And that's what we believe. And that's what we stand on. And that's what we're going to go to sleep and rest well on tonight. <laughs> so uh, we thank God for um, what will be. Somebody asked me today, someone said, uh, Pastor Jones, um, I want you to pray that um, Trump does not get back into office. I am well, Tiara. Thank you, Tiara. Oh, sweet. That's sweet of you. Thank you so very much. Um, he said, I want you to pray that Trump doesn't get back into office. That's what I want you to pray, Pastor Jones. And I told that I told her, actually, I said, listen, I'm praying that the Lord's will will be done. That's what I'm praying, because if the Lord's will is done, then we are good. But if man's will is done, then we are in a whole lot of trouble. So I'm praying that the Lord's will will be done. Um on earth as it is in heaven. All right. So I'm praying that the Lord's will will be done. His will will be done because if we're in his will, regardless of what it looks like, regardless who sits in that seat, if God's will is done, then guess what? We are good. We are good. God will take care of us. God, we, you know, a lot of things will happen around us, but it won't come nigh us, but God will sustain us 
in the midst of everything as he has been doing. But if man's will is done, then who can protect us from a God who is not pleased with man's actions? So I'd rather for God's will to be done. So we thank God for you all. I'm excited tonight. Uh, we are going to go and I'm looking around because I got like several devices going on. Okay, um, so if y'all see me just looking around, that's why I'm looking around. All right, so we're going to go into the word of God on tonight. Um, I'm excited because we are back for part three. We are back for part three on tonight, back for part three. Um, who is God's choice? Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. That's what we have been teaching um, on. Um, who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. Um, and this is exciting. This is exciting. Um, so we're in part three on tonight. If you missed, <coughs> excuse me, if you missed part one and part two, uh, you can um, watch those particular parts. Now for part one, I was, you know, you're going to have to watch that on our YouTube channel, um, it's not on Periscope, but you can watch it on our YouTube channel or you can watch it on our um, Facebook page. Um, part two, you can watch on Periscope, YouTube, and you can listen to it on our podcast, which is Podbean or iTunes. You can listen to it on those platforms or watch it on those platforms as well. Um, um, and then we're on part three on tonight. Um, who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. How many know that, you know, regardless of what goes on in this election, United States of America will not, will not be the same. It will not be the same. And so I am excited um, because I know that God's in control and God has everything in control. There's nothing that God does not know before it happens. And so I'm, I'm just trusting in God's will and God's plan. On tonight. So we're going to go into our lesson on tonight because I want to stay within my time frame. And I have been doing really well staying within my time frame. Now, you know, breaking of day tomorrow morning, breaking of day, breaking of day. Hey, Shaquita. God bless you, Shaquita. God bless you. My sister, actually. That's my sister. So um, God bless you. Um, thank you for chiming in on today. And so listen, the coming of a new era. Who is God's choice? Who is God's choice? So I want to do, I want to make sure that we stay within our time frame. Tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m., breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. I'm working on that 15 minutes. My manager says that I am not doing well with that 15 minutes and I have to either get back to that 15 minute mark or I need to change that slogan. <laughs> so... <laughs> For those who don't know, my manager is my mother and she gives me my cues and tells me what I need to fix and tell me how well I do and all that wonderful good stuff. And so I appreciate her so very much that she um, that she um, uh, 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 takes the time out to actually support me and pray for me and actually give me pointers to make me better. So I appreciate that so very much. So um, I thank God for her so very much. So I'm going to work on that 15 minutes. So let's get to our, our, our lesson for tonight, our continuation, part three, part three. All right, part three. Um, 
And so we want to go ahead and go into that. Go with us. We are in First Samuel. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. All right. Those of you um, who have your electronics and you have your Bible on your electronics, get that Bible. Um, um, I'm paper Bible saved myself, you know, uh, so, you know, but nevertheless. All right. So uh, uh, let's get to, let's get to it tonight. It's a lot that's going on in the world. I've, you know, I'm praying for everybody. I'm praying for everyone. And so we want to, um, continue to pray and trust God and believe God. First Samuel, um, let's see. First Samuel, the eighth chapter, the first to the ninth verse, the 18th through the 19th verses. We're going to read that on tonight, which have been our focus scriptures throughout this series. This has been a series. And so for those that are just timing, chiming in, this is part three of the series. Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. First Samuel, the eighth chapter, the first through the ninth verse, the 18th through the 19th verses. We know everybody is out. Everybody's probably watching CNN and all that wonderful good stuff. But I want to hear from the Lord on tonight. All right. I not only come before you all to teach you all, but I also come before you all to also hear what the what the spirit has to say, not only to you all, but to me as well. All right. So let's begin. We're going to go to prayer before we begin to read God's word. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. God, we love you on tonight. We thank you for allowing us to come together one more time. God, we say thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time in which you have allowed us to see and to live. God, we say thank you because God, if it had not been for you on our side, we would not be here right now, but we got, but God, we can say thank you. Thank you for how you watched over us. Thank you for how you kept us. Thank you for how you protected protected us. Thank you for how you, Lord God, continuously and continually, Lord God, work things out on our behalf. And God, we pray that even now, as we come before you, Lord God, as we come to grow in your word, learn of your word, God, we ask that you are downloading us, that we may be able to give unto your people on tonight. Father, for they belong to you. They are not mine, God, but they belong to you. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak, Lord God, to your people in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that you would allow self to sit down and you stand up boldly on the inside. I pray that you will bring a fresh wind and a fresh anointing. Lord God, right now, even now, ask you, Lord God, to speak from your glory world in Jesus' name. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, so let's um, go to 1 Samuel, the eighth chapter. We're going to read and these uh, our focus uh, uh, passage of scripture that we have been reading throughout this whole entire series. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So here begins the reading of God's word. It says, and it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judge over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of his second, Abai, Abad, Abad, Abihai, they they were judges in Beersheba, and his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all nations. 
verse six, but the thing displeased Samuel. And when they said, give us a king to judge us, Samuel prayed unto the Lord. Verse seven, and the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected you, but they rejected me, that I shall not reign over them. Verse eight, according to all thy works, which they have done since that day, I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto you. Now, verse nine, therefore hearken unto their, their voice, how be it, yet protest solemnly, Protest quietly, Samuel. Samuel, Don't get loud and rowdy. All right. That's what he's saying unto them and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. God bless you, Pastor Sabrina Lewis, my sister, my sister. God bless you. Amen. If you all um, don't know Pastor Sabrina Lewis, go ahead and follow her, support her word in seasons ministries. Amen. Powerful woman of God. And we thank God for her. Amen. Verse 18. And you shall cry out in that day because of your king, which you shall have chosen unto you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refuse to obey the voice of Samuel. And they say, nay, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations and that our, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Verse 21, and Samuel heard all the words of the people and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. That means he went to Lord in prayer. He, he kept going to the Lord in prayer. Listen, and verse 22 says, and the Lord said to Samuel, hearken unto their, their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, go ye every man unto his city. I want to go back up because while I was reading, um, um, how I was reading this, I want to go back up to verse, uh, verse six. He says, but this thing, please, this please Samuel, when they said, give us a king to judge us. Right. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord and the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they said unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. And I shall not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since that day, I have brought them up and out of Egypt, even unto this day. God said, listen, I have brought them out of everything. I brought them out of bondage. I brought them out of craziness. I brought them out of, you know, things that they didn't think that they would come out of. I brought them up and out of Egypt, even unto this day, right? God said, I kept them from their enemy. Anytime someone came up against them, I protected them. Anytime they needed something, I provided for them. Anytime they 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 didn't know what to do, I guided them. Wherein wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they do unto thee. Every single time God said that I brought them and I did for them, they ended up going around serving other gods. They always rejected me. My God, Jesus, look at that. All right. We're going to get to our lesson, but God just, I just showed this And the Bible says then verse nine, that God tells Samuel, he says, protest solemnly, 
Samuel was upset due to the fact that Samuel was their judge. And they're telling now they're telling Samuel, we don't want your children. We don't want you anymore. We want a king like other nations. My God, does that not sound like what's going on today? We're saying we don't want this, that, or the other. We don't want this person. We want that person because we think that person is going to be better. We think this situation is going to be better. If we get this person, if we get that thing, then it will be better for us. My God, look at this. Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. We're in part three right now. Now, look at this. Um, I don't have time to really deal with all of part one and part two. I told you that if you miss part one, then you can go back. You could go to our YouTube channel and you can go on our Facebook page and you can really um, um, check out part one and part two. And for part two, you can go on Periscope, YouTube and Facebook, or you can listen to it on our podcast I Podbean or iTunes, which is Pastor BJ Connections. Okay, so look at this part one. I'm going to go through this really, really quickly for part one. Part one, because I want to get to part three tonight. Part one, we talked about um, the beginning, how the day in which we are living um, and what's going on in our world, and that we have entered a time and place when we truly must have a posture of prayer, purpose, and position right? Prayer, the communication with God and from God, purpose as to the what, the how, and the timing of God, all right? The position is, I don't mean a title when I say position. I'm talking about a position as to the where, W-H-E-R-E, the where of God. Where is God positioning a person for purpose and the erecting of his altar? And the reason why there has to be an erecting of an altar is because there has to be sacrifice and there has to be worship, all right? Anytime we erect an altar, we're offering sacrifice and we're offering worship. All right. We're off. We can also offer atonement of sins. Right. So uh, uh, we're, there has to be a person in placed in a particular position or a particular place. The where the W.H.E.R.E. of God, where God is positioning, where God is taking, where God is placing a person for purpose and the erecting of an altar for worship and sacrifice. There is a changing of the guard um, and those that were on uh, 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 the backside, if you will, being hidden behind the curtain, amen, they are now shifting into a vein into which God had been developing them and they didn't understand why they were dealing and going through what they were going through and why they had to endure what they had to endure. But it was because God was developing Developing them behind the scenes in order to shift into the vein in, to, in which they needed to shift in to prepare them for such a time as this. God had allowed, God has to allow an era to end and a new era to begin in order for people to shift and the position and the place in which God has for them. Hmm, my God. Okay, so where. Who is God's choice? So we talked about that. One of your PowerPoints for part one was the familiarity 
um, is a spirit of complacency, which will cause you to miss God and what God is saying. If you want to stay in the realm of what is familiar to you and that spirit of familiarity, it's going to cause you to be in a place of complacency, which will cause you to miss God and to miss what God is saying to you in this hour. During this time, it is not so much as to who you are connected to right now, but and who you have known, but God is now connecting you to, amen, amen, for the things that you need now and in the future. God is connecting you to the people that you will need now and the people that you will need in the future. God is connecting you to the things that is going to open up doors for you, not only now, but open up doors for you in the future. Listen, I know it to be so, all right? So listen, God has connected me up with people and um, places and things which I never thought that I would be able to connect with, but God is doing such a, all right? So um, in this hour, we have to know what God is saying and we have to be able to interpret what God is saying for our lives at this point in time. And if you don't know, then you need to get with a man or woman of God that can help you sort through all of that, all right? All right. Who is God's choice in this hour? We talked about the book of Samuel. All right. Being a book of great beginnings, but also a um, book of endings. And uh, we went down and we talked about that there is a change. We talked about um, how the beginning was and that there is a book by the name of Ruth dealing with a woman by the name of Ruth. And she marries a man by the name of Boaz. And they begin to produce um, what will um, bring about the end of an era for the new beginning of an era. Mm, yeah. All right. You have to go back to part one to get all of that. Okay. So we don't have time to dive into that tonight. And so when we get to a man, we talked about uh, uh, Samuel and Samuel coming forth and Samuel being born. We talked about his mama by the name of Han Hannah. Right. Uh, um, and so we talked about how Eli, the high priest, uh, thought that she was drunk when she was in the temple praying to the Lord because she wanted a male child. We talked about all of that in part one. We're probably gonna hit a little bit of that again in part three, but just stay with us for tonight, okay? And so we went on and when we got to part two, part two, we were in chapter five. We started off in chapter five toward the end of chapter five and we talked about, and we began to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible says in chapter five that the Lords, when it says Lords in verse six, it's talking about what we would say would be the modern day and governors, those that are in uh, 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 leadership roles in the city, in the communities, right? This says the mayors or the lords of the five cities of the Philistines, amen, they take the Ark of the Covenant and they did not know what to do with it. So the Bible says that they came together, all right, the lords from all five cities, Gath, Ephraim, Ekron, Ashdod, Ashkelon, and Gaza. All right. They all came together to try to devise a plan as to what to do with the Ark of the Covenant because the Ark of the Covenant uh, was not in the rightful place with the rightful owners of the rightful people because the Ark of the Covenant belonged to the children of Israel. It was something that Jehovah God gave Israel to be with them. It represents the presence of God. 
Mm -mm. So this was your PowerPoint moment, one of them, from uh, uh, part two of uh, of uh, it's God, God's choice. Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. This is part two. The PowerPoint moment says you cannot see God doing everything uh, because you have placed him in a place and surrounded him with people who don't worship him or know him. The reason why some of us are struggling in this hour is because we have placed ourselves in the presence of God. We're trying to worship God. We're trying to bring God's presence into a place surrounded by people who do not worship him or know him. You have to move, amen, and you have to get God to a place where you can begin to hear God for yourself outside of the surrounding people and place where they do not serve God or worship him. Why did you move God from your worship. Some of us having a hard time, amen, hearing God because we no longer worship God the way that we used to worship God. And so I asked the question, why did you move God from your worship? And so then we went to chapter six. I'm only, I'm rushing through this. So you got to go back. All right. We talked about uh, what the Ark of the Covenant and how did it come into play, amen, with Moses. And God gave uh, Moses the instructions in the book of Exodus regarding the Ark of the Covenant. And it tells us that we went through the dimensions and what was actually in the Ark of the Covenant, all right? The stone tablets, amen, the golden pot of manna for the children from the children of Israel um, as they journeyed through the wilderness and Aaron's rod, which budded, amen, hallelujah, when God chose the tribe of, excuse me, the tribe of Levi to be priests over the Israelites, all right? And so we, all right, we went down and our second PowerPoint was that there is a mishandling of God when when you mishandle God, nothing in your life will prosper. Woo, my God. When you mishandle God, nothing in your life will prosper. My God, Jesus, all right? So, all right, what do we say? All right, what do we say? All right, so when we get down to that, it, 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 we talked about all of them, and God had showed me something, all right? All right, God has shown me something uh, that when you mishandle God, uh, nothing in your life will prosper. It will end up causing plagues in the land. That's what happened. Uh, the, the ark was in a place where it did not belong. With people, it did not belong, all right? The ark of the covenant in was with the Philistines seven months and they did not know what to do with the Ark of the Covenant. And at that particular time, God showed me something prophetically. He looked, he told me to look at this. When we entered uh, this pandemic in the month of March, and it was at the time that we did part two, it was October. Uh, it was seven months that we had been in this plague at that particular time. Uh, seven months. And the Philistines were dealing with plagues in the land, sickness and death in the land, and destruction in the land because they had the Ark of the Covenant. It was somewhere it did not belong. There was a mishandling of God. My God. Oh, God. And at that particular time, all right, it was seven months. And we were in this pandemic at that time at seven months. Today, amen. And so, and at that particular time, when we talk part two, it was seven days away from the election, the election, completion, fulfillment of a promise or an oath. My God. 
We were seven days away from the election. November will be the eighth month, which will, which the month of the election. We talked about what does election mean? The right, the power, or the privilege of making a choice. Now, 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 we talked about how, all right, that they call, the Philistine called the priests and the diviners, um, um, the ones that dealt in divination, right? He called them all together to try to devise a plan. What should we do? All right. It, uh, they wanted to take the art back or give the art back to God's people. That's what they wanted to do. All right. So they rebuilt the cart that the art was on and they took two cows and they yoked the two cows and they put pushed them in a direction that they wanted them to go. And, and the, another PowerPoint that we talked about, you got to get the details from the other video, all right? The other PowerPoint was during this time, stop insulting God by giving God what you think he wants rather than giving God what he asks for. My God, some of us are giving God what we, what we think that God wants and, and not giving God what he's actually asking for, Jesus. All right, so now we're in part three, part three. All right, let's dive into part three. Part three, this is actually in the election day of 2020, 11, amen, 3, 2020. This is election day, right? And so what happens, all right? Uh, who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. We're in chapter seven at this particular time, all right? Let's look at, we're in chapter seven. And so when we deal in chapter seven, uh, uh, the Bible says, amen, uh, uh, in First Samuel, that's where we're at, First Samuel chapter 7, we find out that the Ark of the Covenant was taken to Kerbeth Jerum. Kerbeth Jerum, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sometimes I struggle with these words, but bear with me. All right. Kerbeth Jerum. And the Ark was put away for 20 years. Look at that. The Ark was put away for 20 years. Um, it was in this area of a battlefield, right? And it was put away for 20 years. We're in the election of 2020. Uh, and it appeared as though that the Lord had abandoned Israel. I'm here to let somebody know on tonight. It appears as though that God might not be speaking. It appears as though that God might not be a man. Hallelujah. In the hand of this election, but I'm here to let you know on tonight that God is in this election. Oh God, yeah, come God is in this election. Amen. I don't care who sits in that high seat. God is still on the throne. God's will will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. God is in this election. So don't get discouraged if things don't go the way that you think they should go. And don't get discouraged if it goes an opposite way of what you want. Uh, what you think that you might want it to be because I'm here to tell you amen that it appeared as though amen that the Lord had abandoned Israel and I'm here to let you know that God has not abandoned us God has not abandoned you I don't care what's going on right now I don't care if Trump gets back into office I don't care if Biden gets into office but I'm here to let you know that it's only a 
appearing as if the Lord had abandoned Israel. God ain't abandoned United States of America. Amen. God has not abandoned, hallelujah, the United States of America. But what God is doing in this hour is trying to get, amen, the, the people's attention, amen, that they will turn their hearts back to him. Oh, God, yeah, come Hallelujah. Somebody says God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. Whoever wins the election, God is still on the throne. My God, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you, Alyssa. God bless you. Hey, y'all, go over there and follow Alyssa Wiles, a Wiles world worldwide. Amen. Phenomenal thing she is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, Elder. Amen. Uh, Tracy, God bless you, woman of God. Hallelujah. So listen, listen. So the Bible goes on in chapter seven. The Bible goes on in chapter seven of first Samuel. The Bible says that now Samuel is grown. Remember, we talked about Samuel. Samuel way back, hallelujah, in part one. The Bible says that now Samuel is grown. And now you must, uh, now we got to go back to Samuel, the first chapter, when Samuel's mother, Hannah, prayed a prayer for a male child. We talked about this before in part one. She vowed a vow unto the Lord that if he would give her a male child, then she would give him back. This is wonderful. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, go to Pastor Sabrina. Lewis, are you in? She's also teaching out of 1 Samuel. Last Sunday, she taught out of 1 Samuel and she dealt with Hannah in her prayer. And that's powerful. Listen, go back there. Hallelujah. And watch that for Pastor Sabrina Lewis, a wild word, excuse me, of uh, Word in Season Ministries, Word in Seasons Ministry. All right. So listen, all right. So the Bible says that she vows a vow and that she told the Lord that if you give me a male child, amen, I'll give him back to you. And Hannah took Samuel to Eli when God blessed her with Samuel, the male child, the high priest. She takes him to Eli to be reared and taught the things of God. Eli had two sons who did not honor their father. They did not honor their father. They did not honor God or God's temple. So the Bible says that God promised to cut off Eli and his sons from, from their wrongdoing. Go back to 1 Samuel and to bring in end of their family lineage. Oh my God. Listen, look at that. God promised because because now God has another plan. Uh, Samuel is now with God. And so the Bible says, I don't have to deal with Eli's sons anymore. I don't have to deal with Eli anymore, the high priest, because guess what? Guess what happened? God said, they didn't do right by me. They didn't honor me. Amen. They didn't reverence me. They did everything contrary to what I told them to do. And so now God says, I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to cut off Eli and I'm going to cut off his sons. And so guess what? The Bible says that now Samuel is with Eli. And the Bible says that God, amen, began to, amen, allow Eli to teach Samuel the ways of the Lord. But while God is preparing the end of one era with the judges, he is developing a new era of kings. While God is ending one era with the judges, amen, he is preparing a new era, era with 
kings. In 1 Samuel, the third chapter, the Bible says that Samuel is growing and God calls Samuel. Now Samuel hears the voice of the Lord for the very first time on his own. Oh my God, some of us, this pandemic has allowed us to hear the voice of God on uh, for the very first time on our own. Some of us, we were so caught up in what other people had to say Amen. that we miss God for ourselves. But this pandemic had allowed us to hear the voice of God for the very first time on our own. So God tells Samuel, he God tells Samuel, he calls Samuel and God tells him, he gives Samuel a plan, his plan that he has. Uh, Eli's house will be ended. That's what God tells him. God gives, God gives Samuel his plan. He says, Eli's house will be ended. God gives Samuel his purpose, which is a new era. And then God gets, and then Samuel, uh, the child, is called God's prophet. Oh God, hallelujah, amen, Samuel, amen, he was a seer, amen, and God, amen, allows Samuel, amen, to be called God's prophet. Samuel will not only be the be prophet, but he will be priest and he will be judge over Israel. This is your PowerPoint moment for tonight, the first one of it anyway, amen, this is your PowerPoint moment. Some of you must understand that in this hour, God is dealing in a 3D anointing. God is dealing in a 3D anointing and 3D purpose. It's no longer one dimensional, but multi-dimensional. Let me say that again. Some of you must understand that in this hour, God is dealing in a 3D anointing and purpose. It's no longer one dimensional, but multi-dimensional. God is about to allow you to operate and minister in a tribe purpose plan. Somebody say tri-purpose plan. T-R-I hyphen purpose plan. Oh my God. Let me tell you why. Because some of us, we're operating and functioning. Amen. We're called this. And so we're operating as a pastor. We're called an elder. So we're operating as an elder. We're called a singer. So we're operating in a singer anointing. Amen. So we're doing this. We're doing that in one dimensional. But God is saying, I'm a anointing people in this hour and had to have a 3D anointing and purpose. It's no longer one dimensional, but multi-dimensional. You, God is about to allow you to operate and minister in a tri-purpose plan. Somebody say tri-purpose plan. My God. Hallelujah. A tri-purpose plan. Jesus. Hallelujah. And guess what? You're going to be able to carry the weight of it all. Oh, God. You're going to be able to carry the weight of the tri-purpose plan. Amen. Samuel was prophet, priest, and judge. Oh, Jesus. God said this is going to be a three-dimensional anointing that he's going to place on your life. Oh, God. A tri-purpose plan. Oh, God. Somebody say hashtag tri-purpose. Oh, God. I got to calm down over here. My God, I feel the presence of God. Jesus, 
Oh God, hallelujah. Who oh, bless your name, God, hallelujah. Who is God's choice in this hour? The coming of a new era. Who is God's choice in this hour? Amen, hallelujah. Somebody type or say, amen. There is a Samuel plan and a Samuel purpose about to come forth. A Samuel plan and a Samuel purpose about to come forth in my life, hallelujah. In other words, it's going to be tried purpose. It's going to be tried purpose. It's going to be three dimensional. Jesus, hallelujah. Bless his name. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in 1 Samuel, the seventh chapter, the 15th through the 17th verses, it says Samuel judges Israel, not only in his hometown of Ramah, but he is judging Israel in the three other cities. Amen. He's judging them in Bethel, which is the house of God. Let's stop right there. Oh my God. Look at this. Samuel judges the people in Bethel and Bethel means the house of God. Don't you realize that God is beginning to judge his house? He's beginning to judge his people. He's beginning to, he's, excuse me, scratch that. Take the word beginning of. He is judging his, his house. He is judging his people. He is judging his leaders. Amen. The Bible says says that he is not only, amen, judging the people in Ramah, but he's judging them also in Bethel. He's judging them in Gilgal, and he's judging them in Mizpah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that he did this year after year all his life, and he built an altar unto the Lord. I told you all that in this hour, amen, you got to recognize that what God is doing, once God has placed you where he wants you at, you got to be willing to build an altar unto the Lord. The altar is for sacrifice and for worship. And the altar is also for atonement. Amen. Amen. You got to be willing to build an altar unto the Lord. The Bible says that, amen, he sacrificed and he worshiped unto God. Now when we get to chapter 8, yes, that's where we want to be at. We're almost there. Amen. Hallelujah for tonight anyway. We might have a part 4. We might. We might. We might. I'll see. All right. So now, amen, when we get to chapter 8, now amen, the Bible says that Israel demands a king. Amen. The Bible says that Samuel is older and he is old at this time. And because he's older, he's kind of like in a state of retirement. If you're in the church world, then you have the word emeritus a lot. Amen. When somebody has served their time, but you still want to recognize them for the deeds that they have done in ministry. And you will say emeritus. Amen. Samuel was in an emeritus state. Amen. So he was not necessarily functioning and operating in the full totality of what he was doing prior to his old age. But the Bible says that now he is older and his son's is running everything. Amen. Somebody type, amen. Somebody type and say turning point. This is now a turning point. Oh God, hallelujah. This is a turning point in the scriptures because now Samuel is older and his sons are now functioning as he would have functioned. Somebody say turning point, a new era. Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. 
Sarah. Listen, what, amen, I want you to know, and I'm saying this right here, and I'm going to stop and say this right here. God does all things well. Whether we understand it or not, God will use what appears to be a curse and cause it to be healing. Okay, God, God does all things well. He will use what appears to be a curse and it cause it to be healing for the nation. He will use what looks to be a curse, but it will turn around and be healing for the nation. How do we know this? Because every time the children of Israel got out of line, every time they did something that they were not supposed to do, every time they strayed from God and they began to worship idols, what would God do? God will allow them to be taken into captivity. God will allow them to be chastised by their enemy. God would allow them, oh God, yeah, come, da, 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 God would allow them, amen, to be dealt with by their enemy. They suffered some things. God would allow a generation to die off, amen, in order for his will to get done. But it was all in the purpose to heal them and to get them back to where they needed to be at in God. Oh God, hallelujah. So God will use what appears to be a curse and cause it to be healing for a nation. In the era in which we are in, nothing is going to be the same. I want you to understand and I want you to know that even after this election, nothing is going to be the same and that our government is shifting in a way that will forever mark and change the United States of America. Oh my God, our government is shifting in a way that will forever mark and change the United States of America. Oh God, yeah, Masa, Masa, Jesus, Amen. The election is most crucial and necessary, Amen, because of the marking of what will set the precedent of the future. This election is most crucial and necessary because of the marking of what will set the precedent of the future. It will set the precedent of future worship. Yes, it will. It will set the precedent of future transactions. Yes, it will. It will set the precedent of future government regulations. Yes, it will. It will set the precedent of the educational system. Yes, it will. It will set the precedent of civil order, meaning man against man. Oh God, my God, this election is most crucial and necessary because it is marking what will set the what will be the set precedent of the future. What do we say election was? It was the right, the power, or the privilege of making a choice. Yes, it is. It is the right, it is the power, and it is the privilege of making a choice. But I'm here to ask the question on tonight. Jesus, who is God's choice? My God, I don't want man's choice on tonight, but I want God's choice on tonight. Hey, my God, y'all get ready, get ready, prepare yourself, because United States of America will never 
never look the same again. Get ready because you're going to be, you're going to have to, amen, hallelujah, make a decision in this hour as to whom you will serve in this hour. Get ready because you're going to, know, you're going to have to know who God is if you never knew who God was in this hour. Amen. You're going to have to make a choice. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Jesus, get ready. I'm, 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 I look, my God, I'm speaking prophetically here. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Amen. Let me say this then also. Amen. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Amen. If you have not begun to get some extra items, get some extra items in your house. Get ready. We're going to go into another lockdown. Get ready. Amen. Get ready. It's going to get worse just a little bit more before it gets better. Oh, my God. My God. It's going to get worse just a little bit more before it gets better. But it's the set of precedent for the for the future. That's what it's, it, that's what it's here to do. Jesus. Amen. So in chapter 7, uh, um, when we get to chapter 8, from chapter 7 and to, to excuse me, from chapter 7 to chapter 8, the children of Israel had been, amen, in sorrow for about 20 years. Here we go again with that number 20. Here we go again with that number 20. Uh, the children of Israel, that's what the word of God says. It says that the children of Israel had been in sorrow. They had been in a place of sadness. They had been in a place of depression. They had been in a place of not knowing what to do. Why? Because it appeared that the presence of the Lord was not with them. Oh God, it appeared that way. Amen. So Samuel tells them that they had to determine. Amen. What did he told them? He said, y'all had to determine what, <coughs> excuse me, you had to determine what you will do in this hour. Look what he tells them. Hold on for a second. I got to take a drink of water. The Bible says, amen, that Samuel tells them, he tells them, you have to determine what you will do. In other words, amen, amen. He said, you have to set your heart, amen, to the right place if you're going to serve God. You have to set your heart if you're going to serve the Lord. And not only that, he said that you're going to have to commit yourself unto the Lord. And when he said that, he was saying that you cannot go back on your word. My God, some of us got to realize, not everybody got to realize actually, amen, that you can't go back on your word on uh, in this hour. If you said that, God, I'm going to serve you in this hour, then that's what it has to be. If you say, God, I'm going to live for you in this hour, then that's what it's going to have to be. You got to set your heart, amen, that you will serve the Lord and you got to commit that thing and you cannot go back. That's what Samuel tell the people. He says, listen, you got to make a choice. In this hour, what are you going to do? Amen. Are you going to serve the Lord and you're going to stay with God or you're going to continue down the path in which you were going? Amen. So Samuel says he gives them that choice. 
and the children of Israel says that they're going to commit themselves unto the Lord. And so when we deal in chapter eight, amen, now Samuel is old. And I told you that his sons are judging over Israel. Amen. And the Bible says that his Samuel's sons, amen, they did, amen, they do what is Eli's sons did. That's what happened. Samuel's sons are now doing what Eli's sons did. They're taking money. Amen. They're desecrating the temple. They're not honoring God in their service. They're not honoring God in their worship. They're doing everything that amen. Hallelujah. They're doing everything that is against God and what their fathers had taught them. Their fathers had taught them the ways of the Lord but the children strayed. Their fathers had taught them how to pray and worship but the children's worship idols. Their fathers taught them how amen to minister to the people, amen, but they took from the people, my God, hallelujah, so the Bible says, amen, they did the same thing, Samuel's sons did the same thing that Eli's sons did, amen, let me say this to the millennials and the generation Z's, let me say this to y'all, let me say this, amen, your abilities are phenomenal, yes, I'm talking to millennials right now, and I'm talking to Generation Z. Amen. Your abilities are phenomenal. Phenomenal. And how you advance in your ability to create and orchestrate. But if but if you're not careful, your gifts and your talents will mark your fall if you don't keep God first. My God, your gifts and your talents will mark your fall if you don't keep God first. Worshiping Him with holy hands and a pure heart. Let me tell you millennials and generation Z, you all are phenomenal. You all have the giftings and the talents to be able to do great things. But if you amen, deny the God of your father, if you deny the God that has brought, amen, that the God that your fathers worship and the, and the God that your fathers talked about, if you deny that God, if you turn your back on that God, it's going to mark your fall. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you that I'm talking to those millennials and generation Z's. Amen. That don't want to go to church, that don't want to go into corporate prayer and to corporate worship. I'm talking to those millennials and generations uh, Z's who know that their spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers taught them the ways of the word of God, taught them the ways of God's worship and how to live holy before the Lord. But now you got giftings and talents. Amen. That is phenomenal. Amen. But if you allow, amen, your giftings and your and your talents to cause you to turn your back on God. Amen. You're going to mark your fall right where you're at. My God, your gifts and your talents will cause you to fall the same way that God will cause you to prosper. Jesus. Amen. So be careful, millennials and Generation Z. Amen. So the Bible says that in 1 Samuel, the 8th chapter and the 4th verse, that all the elders of Israel gathered together and they gathered themselves and they went to Ramah. They went to Samuel's hometown. That's what they did. They went to Samuel's hometown. Amen. The Bible says that the elders said to Samuel, Amen, give us a king. 
That's what they said. They said, we want a king like other nations. They said, your sons are not doing right. Your sons are not doing the way that they're supposed to do. Amen. And because your sons are not doing right. Amen. We want a king. Ever since you and I are emeritus or retired or too old to do. Amen. What you used to do. And you placed your sons over us to do what you used to do. They are now taking us. Amen. And they're doing wrong by us. We don't need this. That's what the elders said. I'm paraphrasing, putting it up into today's time. He said, we don't need this. Give us a king, which was a slap in the face to Samuel. My God. Amen. He said, give us a king. Amen. You got to understand something. The reason why Samuel was so hurt by this statement, because Samuel will be the last judge to serve Israel before they transitioned to a monarchy. Oh, my God. Samuel was the last judge to serve Israel before they transitioned to a monarchy. What is a monarchy? A monarchy is a political system based upon the undivided sovereignty or the rule of a single person. The term applies to the state in which supreme authority is vested in the monarch or an individual ruler who function as head of state and who achieves his or her position through heredity or an inheritance. Amen. Hallelujah. Be careful that we do not put a person in position in the high seat of the land and we make them out to be a monarch. My God, amen. Be careful, ah, Jesus, that we do not put a person in the political system and we put them in a high seat and we make them out to be a monarch. In other words, if we do that, that means that we are rejecting God as king of kings, amen. And we're placing someone who we say is above God so we no longer need God, Jesus. God, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen. So they wanted, <coughs> excuse me, so they wanted a king. I don't know, I'm I'm preaching and all my sinuses are draining in the back of my throat, <laughs> amen, hallelujah, amen. So they wanted a king. They said, Samuel, we need a king. Amen. So, amen. Guess what? They spoke, They the few spoke on behalf of the masses. So it was the elders that came to Ramah and came to Samuel's house and Samuel's hometown and they spoke on the masses of the people. Does that not sound like today that there was a few people speaking on behalf of the masses? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm here to ask the question, who is God's choice? the coming of a new era. Amen. The Bible says that the first thing Samuel does is when he hears what they are saying and when he hears what their demands are, the Bible says that he prayed. 
my God. The Bible says he prays. Amen. That's what you need to do. Amen. Before you, amen, hallelujah, go, amen, somebody comes to you with demands. Before you go to somebody else with demands, I want you to stop for a second. I want you to pray. Amen. So the Bible says in verse 6 through verse 7, and we're done. Amen. We're going to have to come back to a part 4. All right. We'll come back for a part 4. All right. All right. All right. So the Bible says in verse 6 through 7, the Bible says that it displeased Samuel and the Lord said to him that the people have not rejected you, Samuel. Samuel got caught up in his feelings because now they're not only rejecting Samuel, amen, they're rejecting his sons. And not only that, but they're rejecting the Lord. Amen. The Bible said that God tells him, Samuel, they're not rejecting you, but they are rejecting me. That's what he tells them. This is your golden nugget for tonight. And we're going to close out right here. Amen. Because we're at that eight o'clock mark. Amen. The Bible says this is your golden nugget. Amen. I don't care who sits in the seat. God is is still on the throne. Who is God's choice? Who is God's choice? The coming of a new era. <clears throat> I don't care who's sitting on the seat. This is election 2020. I don't care who's sitting on the seat. God is still on the throne. Jesus is still on the throne. Samuel got upset. He got in himself in the eighth chapter. We're going to go to the ninth chapter next week because <clears throat> we don't have time. I thought we were going to make it tonight, but we didn't. Ooh. Samuel got in himself. And the reason why he got in himself is because they rejected him as well. And that's why God tells Samuel. God tells Samuel. He tells him, he says, Samuel. Protest solemnly. He tells him in verse nine, he says. Don't protest out loud. I know. In other words, Samuel, I know you hurt. I know you feel that rejection. I know you don't understand. But God had to end an era in order for a new era to begin. Because now there's beginning. God had a plan already in place. God already knew that Eli and his sons were going to act out and they won't act a fool. But he already had a plan in place because he answered Hannah's prayer to bring about Samuel. And even as Samuel and his sons, Samuel grows old and his sons start doing all this crazy stuff. God already got another plan in place. Because the era is changing. There's a transition that's happening even while God is speaking to Samuel in chapter eight. There is a plan that's being worked out in God's, in God's time and all of that, it's already worked out. 
but it's coming to pass in this era and this time in which we're living right now. It's coming to pass. It's happening. United States of America is not going to look the same. We're entering into a new era. Prepare yourselves. I've been saying that for a while. Prepare yourselves. In 2016, 2017. And I wish I had those things recorded. And the members of Overcomer Outreach Christian Center can tell you that I have preached and prophetically spoke many a times over that things were going to get worse, that things were going to get crazy, that things were going to happen. And it's going to get worse before it got better. And then a lot of things were going to begin to close up and to shut down. I said churches were going to shut down. I said people are going to be shifting. I said all of that way back in 2017. <clears throat> and I didn't know it was going to be like this. And I said church, some churches were not going to open back up. I didn't know it was going to be all like this. But we thank God for what God is doing. So prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Even now. Civil unrest is not going to end because one or the other gets in the seat. It's not. I told you that there was a shifting. There's a transitioning. Right? I said this election is crucial because it's marking the era of what will set the president precedent of the future. How we will worship, how we will worship, how we would do transactions. That's the marketplace. The government regulations that are going to change and shift. The educational system, how all of that's going to start looking. <clears throat> education system is going to begin to, they're going to actually begin to start pulling kids completely out of school. They're going to start implementing more home-based programs, more home-based programs. Educators are going to look different. I know they're saying we're going to bring the kids back to school and all this other stuff, but I'm telling you, they're going to start doing all of these things. Civil order is going to basically be left up to man, man versus man. A lot of that is going to go down for a second. The government is going to institute new regulations. Hear me what I'm saying. New regulations about a lot of things. About marketplace. About work. About time frames. About being out in public about curfews in public listen to what i'm saying all these things are about to start trickling down if you have finances hear me what i'm saying if you have finances <clears throat> if you have finances begin to start 
friend of friend of mine. I've said this for a few years now, a couple of years actually, probably about since um, twenty eight, maybe the beginning of in the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. I know I've been saying it a whole lot. Um, you have finances. Start putting money aside, holding money. Remember back in the day where. Um, People were putting money in their mattresses, cutting holes in their mattresses and putting money in their mattresses. Um, not only that, but um, they used to put it in coffee cans, stuff like that. We're a little bit more modernized today, but, you know, bury it out in their backyard and all that stuff. But listen, y'all going to have to start taking that stuff. They're going to have new regulations concerning bank transactions. How much money you can get. When you can get it. Start pulling money. Putting it in a safe place. Not only this cash. Because cash is going to become rare. Cash is going to become like, a, like oh, wow, you got cash. Mm -hmm. Because it meant they're beginning to slowly pull back the cash because they're going to a paperless society. So listen, hear me what I say. Begin to start getting gift cards and just saving up. I've been saying that for a while. I've been using that as a saving saving method, but now it's strategic to get gift cards, gift, gift cards, Visa gift cards, things such as that. Holding on to those things, get a little bit here, a little bit there, stocking up on some things. Listen, <laughs> I know it might sound crazy, but it's real. It's real. So we're going to be back tomorrow, not tomorrow, next Tuesday. If I feel led to do part four early, I might do part four early. Somebody pray for me because, listen, this job of mine, my God. All right. Um, so pray for me, please. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll come back. We'll try to see about part four. If I can come back and do part four early, I probably will. But if not, we'll be back here next Tuesday. Either way, we'll still be back here next Tuesday. Okay. For um, Tuesday Biblical Tools, which is our Bible study. God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in. God bless you. Amen. Val, God bless you. Thank you for chiming in. God bless you. Geraldine, God bless you. We thank God for all of you who have chimed in. Do me be so kind and share, like and share if you all don't mind. All right. So, all right. We're going to pray on tonight. We're praying for those. We're praying for our nation tonight. We're praying for those um, um, that's that's you know working at the polls. Let me tell you, working at the polls, working at the polls. We're praying for those that are counting the ballots and all that stuff. We're praying for them. Um, but most of all, we're praying God's will be done. God's will be done. And I said it before when this first broadcast started. I said, if God's will is done, then we're okay. But if man's will is done, then we're in trouble. But I want God's will to be done. God bless you. We love you all. So stay with us. Continue to pray with us. Share. Thank you so very much. All right. 
Um, let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you on today. We thank you for allowing us to, Lord God, receive of your word, God. We ask that you will hide your word in our heart that we may not sin against you. We thank you, God, for even now our nation, Lord God. We place it at your feet, God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do during this election, God. We ask that your will will be done. Let thy will be done in Jesus name. We thank you, God, because God in all things, we're going to give you thanks. No matter who takes the seat, God, we're going to give you thanks, God, because we know that you have everything in control and under control. And God, we pray that you will begin to move. We pray that you will begin to touch those that are working at the polls. We pray that those that will be counting the ballots, we pray, Lord God, that you will touch their hearts and their mind. Lead, Lord God, hallelujah, our nation to where we need to be. Let us put you first, God, in Jesus' name. Lord God, let us put you back at the helm of this nation. Lord God, hallelujah. And God, we pray, Lord God, that when we put you back at the helm, God, that every wicked and high place will come down. Every wicked and high place will not be exalted, God. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you will rule, Lord God, as Lord of Lords and King of Kings over this nation. We set you on your throne, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, because you said in your word, God, that if you'll be lifted high above the earth, God, you will draw all men unto you, God. And we lift you and we place you high in Jesus' name. We thank you and we bless you. Lord God, I pray for everyone that has chimed in on tonight for this Bible study. We pray that you will begin to move in their situation and their circumstances. We pray, Lord God, that you will allow them, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, to take heed to your word, God, that they will begin to seek your face and they will begin to pray. They will begin to worship like never before, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray, God, for their households, God. I pray that peace will be in their households. God. I pray that, Lord God, hallelujah, substance and resources will be in their households, God. I pray, Lord God, that you will break the back of lack and poverty off and out of their lives, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that you will open up doors for employment in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray, Lord God, that you will begin to move on the hearts of employers, God. In Jesus' name, God, place their resume, God. Place the resumes and the applications, God, at the top of the pile, God. Lord God, I pray that you will shine a light upon it, God, that they will not be able to take their eyes off of it, God. And Lord God, let them get a call, Lord God, and not only a call, but an interview, God, and not only an interview, but a job offer, God, with good benefits, God, good salary, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, work it out for your people even now in Jesus name. We thank you and we bless you. We praise you and we adore you. God, I pray God, hallelujah, God, that you will allow us, Lord God, to be able to see and Lord God, be able to act and respond accordingly with wisdom of God in Jesus name. We thank you and we bless you, Lord God. Let us prepare ourselves for what is to come in Jesus name. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank God for you, 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 and you. Amen meet us tomorrow morning 
for another breaking up day prayer conference call 15 minutes can change your life if anyone if you are not saved and you desire salvation to accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior we have scrolling down the bottom the salvational prayer amen and i want you to pray this prayer jesus i believe you are the son of god you died and rose and you're coming back again Jesus, I am a sinner and I ask you to forgive my sins and to come into my life and save me. If you believe that and you pray that prayer genuinely from your heart and you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he's coming back again, amen, he died and he rose, then guess what? You are now saved, amen. It's just like that. If you want to connect with our ministry, Overcomer Outreach Christian Center, we're going to ask that you will, amen, chime in. You will email us, amen, hallelujah, email us and or hit me up, inbox me, whatever you need to do, and we will... We will continue to walk you through this salvational walk. If you would like to connect with Overcomer Outreach Christian Center, amen. You can also email us on our website as well. Amen. I thought I had the emails up here, email address up here, but I don't. But our email address is overcomeroc at gmail.com. That's overcomeroc at gmail.com. Excuse me. Yeah, at gmail.com. My fault. Yes, <laughs> I had a brain freeze for a second. All right, so overcomer, OCC at gmail.com. If you would like to connect up with Overcomer Outreach Christian Center tomorrow morning, breaking up day prayer conference call. These are the, the call in number if you would like to dial in, but we will be live on Facebook. We will be live on Periscope. We will be live on YouTube. Our Periscope YouTube channel is Pastor BJ Connections. Go over there. Do me a favor, y'all. Like and subscribe on those pages for me. Thank y'all so very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So we thank God for you, 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 and you also listen, 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 listen. Uh, this coming Friday, this coming Friday, and I don't have the flyer up here. Ain't that something? All right. I don't have the Friday, but this coming Friday, um, yours truly, along with Pastor Sabrina Lewis, along with Evangelist Charles uh, Jones Riddick. I believe that's her married name. Uh, we will all be together talking about the wounded women in the church in her position. We're going to talk about that. Where are we? Where have we been? Where are we now? And where are we going? We're going to be discussing that on this coming Friday at seven o'clock p.m. We're going to be discussing that, and I want you all to chime in. I want you to share and like. We're going to do. We're going to have some real talk. Some real talk about the women in the church. Yes, God, my God. <laughs> And listen, and listen, I think with all of us combined, we got like over 50 years in ministry. So we, we, we've been, we've been around for a long time. All right. So chime in with us on this coming Friday at uh, seven o'clock pastor bj connections platform so we thank god for you 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 and you tomorrow see you tomorrow morning at 6 30 a.m for breaking up day prayer conference call i love you much have an awesome 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 night god bless you we love you thank you all for chiming in all right have a good one rob tefnell look y'all y'all see this painting behind me y'all see this painting right here behind me rob tefnell put some hearts up rob do me a favor put some hearts up rob tefnell did this all right he did that he does some fantastic artwork he does personalized 
artwork. This thing, I want to show this off. I like supporting people. All right, look at that. He did this. There's a man's one. I had one um, to go with that, but we're going to talk about that later. All right. <laughs> All right. So there's a man one that I had um, also made up with that. And it, it's phenomenal. He does fantastic artwork. Rob Tufnell. Go to his page, like him, get some artwork done. I got some more paintings and stuff that's going to be coming forth. And he's going to do them for me. And I'm just so excited about it. He is awesome. All right. He is so awesome. Actually, he's he's our classmate, class of 90. Oh, I just told my age, didn't I? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, class of 90. Yes, Camden High. Um, listen, go support him. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm going to get some more artwork done from him. And he's reasonable, y'all. He's reasonable. Get his artwork. Because when he blows up, when he blows up, and 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 Rob, you forgot to sign. You forgot to sign these things. Because I wanted you to sign this. And you because when you blow up, I want to say I had one of the first originals. All right. So stop playing. All right. Camden High, class of 90. We're doing great things. So listen, we thank God for you all. Thank y'all. All right. We love it. All right. We're going to get some more artwork done. Um, but chime band tomorrow morning. I'm just talking right now, y'all. So no big deal. All right. <coughs> but we love you all. God bless you all. See us tomorrow morning. See y'all tomorrow morning. All right. Let me get off of here. See <laughs> all right. See y'all tomorrow morning. We thank God for you all. Love you much.